0: I'm here to do what I consider a very important video. It is going to be a defense of Ilhan Omar. Now, why I think this is important is because I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican either. With that, it's very important to make the effort to show that you can support anybody from any political stripe if they're doing the right thing. Uh, I know that's subjective, but this channel, The Middle Blitz, has always attempted to be against war. That's really the main objective. Be against war, support anything that that could potentially lead to peace. A lot of it has to do with attitude, mentality, perspective. I'm going to read the description on my YouTube page, just in case you haven't read it before. It says, Just posting videos that I feel are worthy of being processed by people's brains. The goal being to do my small part in helping break the trance of the two-party system. To be clear, this channel's primary focus is promoting a foreign policy based on peace and not war. That's really where every video that I post kind of stems out of, ideologically. And honestly, my channel, yes, I do commentary, but the majority of my videos is just kind of like cataloging perspectives from politicians cataloging news stories that ran at any given moment. For the historical record, really. I know I write this on all my videos, but you know, I don't expect you to read it. I expect you to watch the video and hopefully you do. But if you do appreciate the effort that I'm putting forth, um, please consider to donate to me. There's, There's cryptocurrency links on my YouTube page at the about tab and on every commentary um video that i do i don't put the donation links under the non-commentary videos because it's not original content coming from my camera this is the first time i've ever even asked for donations so this channel is not about that but it does help because it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to to put up at this point close to two thousand videos it's a lot of work to do a commentary video like this a single video a lot of editing a lot of a lot of stuff so any help is appreciated now and I know that was a long rant so I apologize. Back to why I'm making this video. I'm making this video because I think it's extremely important to defend Ilhan Omar uh, in this situation. Just out the jump, out the gate, I don't really agree with a lot policy wise that Democrat Ilhan Omar even uh, promotes. There's some that I agree with but I would, I, would, I would venture to say there's, there's more that I don't agree with than I do agree with. In saying that, it's still incredibly valuable at this point in time to come out and defend her, and I'm gonna break down why, and I'm gonna show you what she actually said because there's a lot of stuff being said about what she said that's completely false, that lacks nuance, that lacks context, that lacks just decency. Like straight up lies. And yes, does she do that to other people? Maybe. Does she do that about the president, Trump? Yeah, that doesn't make her right because he does it to her. And it doesn't make him right because she does it to him. The right way, in my opinion, is to strive to hold everybody accountable in the same ways. With the same yardstick. It doesn't matter what party they come from. It matters what they say and what they do. There's been numerous things historically that Ilhan Omar has said that has caused a big situation in the political world, media, the cable news media world. So I'm going to go through all of those things, but let's start with what Donald Trump had to say about the four congresswomen, but specifically Omar.
1: Well, Well, they're
2: they're very very unhappy. unhappy. I'm watching them. All they do is complain. So all I'm saying is, if they want to leave, they can leave, John. They can leave. I mean, I look at the one. I look at Omar. I don't know. I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest out. You can... When I think of America, huh? When I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, You can hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? When I think of Al Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. When she talked about the this World is Trade a lot. Center being knocked down. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous some people? Uh, these are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can so leave Mr. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure citizens. that there'll be many people that won't miss them. But they're
3: But they have to love They have
2: to love our country. They're Congress people. And I never used any names. But these okay? are people quiet. Quiet, quiet, are racist, quiet,
4: quiet are you okay with making your tweets are racist, sir?
2: Quiet. These are people no that if they don't like it here, they can leave. And I'd be, I I don't know who's gonna
0: miss them, but I guess some people will. So, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, and this is the thing. Like, that was a little over a minute. And there was so much there, some of which was blatantly untrue, was blatant lies by Trump. Some of which was legitimate statements in regards to, oh, if you wanna leave, you can leave you don't have to leave but if you want to leave you can leave you have that option that's a legitimate statement that needs that could be unpacked for an hour it's not as simple as they wanna present it to be on television now when you add in the chant from the rally that says send her back or whatever the chant was you know that's not (laughs) that's not uh, very nice and I'm sure you know there's people out there amongst those verbally chanting that are actually racist. But when I mean, we're talking about thousands of individual people here in a group setting, is there nasty intention attached to that from some people? I'm sure there is. But what Trump says here in this press conference, there's lies there and there's legitimate observations there and they're intermingled well
2: they're very unhappy I'm watching them all they do is complain so all I'm saying is if they want to leave they can leave John they can leave
0: all they do is complain okay maybe maybe not it depends on how you view what what they're doing and how they carry themselves a statement about if if they want to leave they can leave that's that's a true statement and that goes for anybody in America if you don't like America you can leave if you want to, you have the option. Even the way he presents it, it's like, you have the option, you can leave. If you don't like America, why here? Now, a lot of conservatives in the neoconsense, not actual fiscal conservatives, but neoconservative war hawks, assholes basically, they'll say, well, if you don't like America, get the fuck out, get out of here, we don't want you. Get out, leave. If you don't agree with everything we say, get the fuck out. Now, coming from that scenario, that's nasty, that's ridiculous, that's regressive, that's fascist. But that's not what is being presented here, at least by this president. That's not how he's presenting it. Democrats wanna make it like he is, but if, if they're being intellectually honest, that's not what he's saying. He's basically saying, yeah, you live in America, but if you want to leave, you have the ability to leave if you want to. And that's true. I mean, I look at the one, I look at Omar, I don't know, I never
2: met her. I hear the way she talks about Al Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? When I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out.
0: That's a blatant lie. That's what he said there is a blatant, blatant, blatant misrepresentation of what Ilhan Omar actually said. That is a flat out lie. That's a flat out disgusting lie. And I know he's smart enough to know what she meant. So he's going out of his way to twist what she said and turn it into something else and present it as a manipulation to the public. And that's nasty, it's obvious. Show me if she said she's proud of Al-Qaeda and she likes Al-Qaeda, which he continues to go on and say, not only about her, but about all four of these women, that they've said this, then run the tape. Show me where they said it. They've never said it. Ilhan Omar has never said it. She's never said anything like that. What has she actually said? Let's run the full clip. Or what she actually said.
3: I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a subject? Yeah, there was. So there you go. Was, at,
0: there is a lab for that.
3: There was a, there was a class, that you. Do you, <laughs> go to the lab, eh? no, you go to lab. No, of field We, we learned uh, the, the yeah. ideology. Of, I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> And so it was. It was the, the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the, the, the professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know. Yeah, he was he's in command like here. Yeah. Al Qaeda, you know, hospital. He's al- an al- expert. And it was, <laughs> was you know <laughs> as his if name. <laughs> What's his oh, name? We on are not, we we Where are not saying his name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you probably get to see him on on Siena, well,
0: Yeah, of day. course. I love those guys. But you
3: know, but 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 it is it is that you don't say America with an yeah. intensity. You yeah. don't say England with yeah. an intensity. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't say um, the army with an intensity. <laughs> but you say these these names because you, you want that that word to carry weight. You want it to leave something. With, yeah. with it has a cultural that's, meaning, that's not just. Exactly. So it's, it, you know, it's it said with a
0: deeper voice, with, so... Now, what is she saying when she says that? What does she mean? Clearly, what she means here is when Al-Qaeda is brought up, it's brought up with a certain type of negative energy of fear, and rightfully so. There should always be negative energy attached to Al-Qaeda because they're murderous, they're murderous scum, okay? Now, she's not calling them murderous scum, obviously. I'm calling them that right now, but that's what she means by the chest puffed out when people say and they come alert and etc is because they're killing people. They're a group to fear. They've done bad things. You should be alert because they've done bad things. And she's juxtaposing that with saying, but when people talk about America, they don't have that same energy. Like America's never done anything bad. Like America's never done anything where people should fear them. Now, the case could easily be made that even Americans inside of America should, should definitely fear their own government for numerous reasons, but that's not the case that I'm gonna make here. It's all about perspective. Ilhan Omar is an American, but she grew up outside of America. She's from Somalia people in other countries especially war torn countries especially countries where the united states are there militarily bombing and waging war not only through weapons but through manipulation on the ground and resource stealing and etc when that's what the united states brings to your country and a family member is killed or an entire family is killed or neighbors or kids or etc is killed you you fear the united states and she's making the point that There's all kinds of people around the world that fear the United States the same way as some people in America fear Al Qaeda. That's the only point she's making. This is a legitimate point. If you don't want to act like it's a legitimate point, then you're just being selfish. You're being selfish and you're only thinking about where you sit in the world, where you sit on the globe. To be decent, is to be accepting of another person's perspective outside of America because they may see it differently and that's all she's trying to say. In no way, on that entire clip, in no way is she praising Al-Qaeda. That is a ridiculous extrapolation of bullshit that Donald Trump attempts to do. In no way, and he knows it. She goes on in this clip to say this. When a non-white commit a violence or misbehave, we'll condemn the whole culture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when a white condemned, we just go to psychoanalysis, that he, were, he didn't have a girlfriend when he was growing up. Yeah. It was like he, he's not capable of committing violence because he's white.
3: Yeah. So, so that, that, that's an interesting point. When you have an individual inside of, um, a, in, a, in a Western society that goes on and does commit, like mass murder, we have mass shootings that yeah. happen constantly yeah. here, we investigate that person yeah. and what has driven them to commit that yeah. act. When an act is committed by these Muslim you know, terrorists, what we investigate is that whole community. Yeah. We investigate that whole faith. We investigate that whole society. And everyone is supposed to have some answer to why these people are doing this. When it is those individuals that people need to be investigating, it is their lives that needs to be under the microscope, not the lives of the rest of the community. Because I am not part of Al Shabaab. I do not participate.
0: She makes a similar point numerous other times. What she's saying here is that when a white person does something, a mass shooting that's politically motivated, can be easily equated to domestic terrorism. So let's say that person is white. When they do something, she's saying that the reaction is always to key in on the individual person that commits the crime. They're the mentally deficient person, the individual, the individual is. And that's the right way to look at it, by the way. But the point she's saying is, that respect is only afforded to American white people. She says if it was a Muslim that did it, it's never just the individual Muslim that is focused on, it's rather the entire Muslim community. And that is a very fair observation to make because historically, that's the way it's worked with a lot of communities, how it turns out to be, instead of focusing on an individual, it instead turns into a like collective blame of a massive group of people that were totally not involved, yet they just may have the same skin color or they just may have the same faith, and so they just all get scapegoated together. That's a fair and a proper observation. And if you can't acknowledge that, you're just not seeing beyond your own eyeballs.
2: When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous some people. Uh, These are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now you can say what you
0: want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. Now he goes to this some people quote. Now this is a fine example of taking a sentence out of multiple paragraphs and focusing on just the sentence And even if you focused on just a sentence, if you were being honest, you still knew what it meant. So this is taking a sentence, knowing what it meant and going out of your way to spin it into something that she didn't even mean and then reporting as if she meant that. That's what's happening here with this whole some people thing. They wanna make it seem like when she said some people, she was lessening or dismissing what 19 hijackers did on September 11th, 2001. That's not what she was doing when she said some people. When she says some people, the point she's making is that 19 people did something. They attacked the country. They're terrorists, they're killers. They did something and everybody that looks like them is being blamed and having their civil liberties taken. She's exactly right. And not only is people that look like them having their civil liberties taken, but everybody is. Everybody on a global scale, and everybody in America domestically. But the most, the most, the biggest target is collectively Muslims. And that's what she's trying to say. That's what she's saying. She's saying some people, meaning 19 hijackers, attacked the World Trade Center and millions of Muslims are paying the price for it, not only in America with their civil liberties being taken, but overseas with numerous wars and bombings and killings and regime change and etc. and perpetual forever bases. These are all legitimate points, and, and everybody knows it. Everybody that gets paid to talk about politics knows this. So this just shows you how disingenuous some of these fucking assholes are from all sides. You saw every channel run with this. Some people did something, and even like, even like the, the Democratic channels, MSNBC, etc., they're not even making that point, though. Because if they made that point, that's an anti-war point. So they're not gonna make that point because both parties are pro-war. So they're not gonna make the point that I made. What they're gonna say, what the Democratic channels are gonna say, is they're gonna say, oh, they're attacking Omar because because she's a woman and she's a woman of color, and they're racist. It's your job, Democrats, to actually defend her in the proper way and articulate what she was actually saying. I'm doing it and I'm not a Democrat. I can do it because I know where she's coming from. She's coming from a pro-peace, anti-war perspective and I value, respect and admire that and I'm gonna have her back in that. And that's why I can defend her even though I'm not a Democrat and even though we probably don't agree on a lot. But I'm still gonna defend her because she's absolutely correct. And the fact that Democrats can't defend her in the same way and make that anti-war point shows you that They're just as bad as the Republicans. They're just making different kinds of noise. Republicans are over here with pots and pans and Democrats are over here with fucking rakes and sledgehammers. They're just going at it. It's just like different noise, different noise from each direction. So again, let's run exactly what Omar said.
3: It doesn't matter how good you are. If you one day find yourself in a school where other religions are talked about. But when Islam is mentioned, we are only talking about terrorists. And if you say something, you are sent to the principal's office. So to me, I say, raise hell. Make people uncomfortable. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. And frankly, I'm tired of it, and every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. (laughs) CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. So you can't just say, that today someone is looking at me strange, that I am going to try to make myself look pleasant. You have to say, this person is looking at me strange, I am not comfortable with it, I am going to go talk to them and ask them why. Because that is a right you have.
0: That's true, there's nothing wrong with that statement. But yet, it got turned into something that is completely nasty. Trump took it, and somebody from his team, or maybe some citizen did it but his team got a hold of it and posted this video where it's spliced together with footage of the 9 11 attacks which is probably one of the most disgraceful things that donald trump has done since he's been elected president is post this and continue to double and triple and quadruple down on this sentiment this dishonest sentiment
3: care was founded after 9 11 because they recognized that some people did something
2: you have no idea right, right now. Oh,
3: another one. Another plane just hit. <gasps> Some people did something?
1: Oh, my goodness. There is smoke pouring out the Pentagon.
3: Some people did something? It just flew straight into it.
0: That's an absolutely disgraceful splice job of a video. That is straight up propaganda. And that's taking a genuine statement by Ilhan Omar and turning it into something that it wasn't. And then running it in between footage of the actual attack is just, that's that's like an abomination. That's really embarrassing. And the fact that the president tweeted that multiple times is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. He should be ashamed that's shameful and speaking directly to anybody that wants to listen speaking directly to white people of this country what she said what she meant by what she said is very clear it's very 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 clear she said some people did something meaning the hijackers 19 of them or however many there were ultimately that is a drip drop into the ocean compared to how many people muslims exist on this planet and when she says some people did something and then we all lost our civil liberties she's talking about exactly that she's talking about collective blame she's talking about mass scapegoating this is something that i could talk about for hours in all kinds of different examples when she mentions that people are losing their civil liberties, you're losing your civil liberties too. George Bush took your civil liberties. Barack Obama took your civil liberties. Donald Trump is taking, continuing to take your civil liberties based on this attack based on the continuous rollout of Patriot Act, after Patriot Act, after Patriot Act, after Patriot Act, based on NDA, after NDA, after NDA, based on the AUMF being continued year after year after year after year. Do you know anything about any of this? That's what she means by everybody. And when she's talking to everybody, she's talking about Muslims probably. But the bigger point, and just as valid point is everybody, meaning society in general, no matter what color or religion you practice, we're all losing our civil liberties on the back of the 9-11 attack. How is that not valid to point out? How is that any less valid when she points it out compared to if I point it out? Why would it be more valid if I pointed out? Or maybe it's not valid. And of course, if I point it out, most two-party people would just be like, oh, blah, 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 go get your tinfoil hat, conspiracy theorist, you know what I mean? But that's just because they can't handle the weight and the reality of what's happened over the last 20 years they can't justify it they can't respond to it so they just demean you but with her they've taken the taken the same sentiment and instead of calling her some kind of conspiracy theorist they've actually tried to tie her to the actual terrorists which proves her point ultimately because her point was they're trying to scapegoat all Muslims well what are they trying to do when they splice her comment in between footage of the attacks Are they trying to tie her to the terrorists? Of course they are. Why are they trying to do that? Because she's Muslim. So her point is proven, and is that racist? Yes, yes it is. Is it racist to collectively blame anybody? Any group, any group? Yes, yes it is. Would it be racist to collectively demonize and collectively murder entire countries for what 19 people did? Yes, yes it would be. That doesn't mean every single person implementing whatever policy, this could be thousands and thousands of people implementing through a system Policies doesn't mean every single person is racist. It means the fucking policy is racist though Ideology is the tactics being used when you collectively scapegoat anybody in that manner is racist Same point can be made if you do it to white people if you collectively scapegoat white people that's also racist But the inability to acknowledge this the refusal to acknowledge what is clear in what she said is is troubling and it can mean a whole bunch of different things. Here's a few examples of how this some people did something stuff played in the media at the moment when it initially came out.
3: Because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Casia Cortez attacking the New York Post for responding to Omar with this cover.
2: Here's her problem. She's too casual about something that everybody takes really seriously. Let's assume that she knows that 9-11 is a bad thing. I think she does. The problem is she's interested in, more interested in what happened afterwards. And what that
0: does is, by shifting the emphasis and the priority to that, it makes it seem like she cares less about 9-11. No, man. No, it's not either or. It's not either or, man. You can care about both. You can actually think that the attack was heinous, and also equally think that the response over a a span of a decade or more has also been wrongheaded and heinous. You can think both at the same time. They don't conflict, folks. They, they don't. I don't think she's a hero.
4: I also don't think she's a victim. I think she's a below average talent who doesn't have the sen- <laughs> sensibility to survive very much longer in Congress. She's a lightning rod. How rock. do you know that? And, you know, and I, I, I think if, like she, was, if the... she wasn't friends with AOC, the rest of her caucus would just cast her aside because she's not worth the United trouble. Democrat. She's one of the
1: first two Muslim women in Congress that are going to cast her aside.
4: Give me a break. She's been much more of a headache. Than she didn't she's been mean an asset. to
1: minimize what
4: happened. Well, she was very dismissive at about 9-11 and a lot of people take that very seriously. What I don't like is that She never really acknowledges what she says once she's attacked. She says, you're only attacking me because of my identity, not what I actually said. And that's like playing sports against someone. They're always complaining to the ref. You know, they're getting dominated play after play after play. And they're always whining to the referee. She just does not have the talent, I don't think, to stand in the ring and fight. Why so many of these statements are so false. It's based on such a lack of education of the entire situation. And what frustrates me is reducing... It's hiding the ball. It 100% is whining to the ref.
0: Whining to the ref, really, bud? She's just, she's just a below-average talent, and uh, this is just like sports when someone complains to the ref, and then he's got his little legal girl that sits next to him actually agree with him. You know what? You're exactly right. This is just like sports. The only sports metaphor that I can really see is that. You as a shill Republican wear a certain jersey and then all the shill Democrats over here wear a different color jersey and they bitch about each other just based on what jersey they're wearing. That's the only sports metaphor that I see. When someone tries to make a observation about how groups of people were scapegoated and their civil liberties were taken, that's nothing to do with whining to the refs, chump. Here, for the first time in history, you have two Muslim women in the Congress of the United States. They carry an
1: enormous burden. It's not just their personal lives or their districts. They're they're representing 4 million, 5 million Muslims in the United States. There's a lot there. There's a lot of responsibility there. They're
0: they're growing in the job. It is is difficult
2: for them. They have a great platform. And what are they using their platform
0: for? Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo, speaking some truth. This is cool. And then the blonde girl comes in. What are they using their platform for? Well... Omar's using her platform to point out that people got the civil liberties taken. That's what she's using her platform for, and she's be committed for it. Whether she's focusing on everybody, me included, or whether she's just focusing on Muslims, they're both true.
2: And what are they using their platform for? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see religion, so I don't. T- I, I actually resent, but I like. I don't. All I. I just listen to the words. <laughs>
0: I don't see religion i actually resent man i resent the fact that you actually think that people believe that you don't see color and don't see religion if someone is a certain color y'all gonna see it
3: because they recognize that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties
4: rob o'neill he's the former navy seal who killed osama bin laden rob really interested to get your take on all of this um some people did something. Yeah, that's really not giving it anything close to what it, what it was, it, um, the, the worst terrorist attack basically in world history. You know, she was born in Somalia, and I'm from Montana. We're both Americans, and we see the United States through different lenses, and I think there is a way, She. she her point is that she's trying to get Muslims more active in America. They're not guests here, they're Americans. And she wants to do that, but the way she's is this doing this way to do it? No, though? not at all. The way she was saying is that people did some things, and I think what she meant is uh, people of a different ideology did this, not what we're doing. Right. If she found out, which she should have known before, because she does like to poke the bear, that um, it was offensive. All she has to do is say, you know what, that wasn't off- it was offensive. And this is freedom of speech. It is right? freedom of speech. Of course it is. But how angry does it make you? And is it is it, acceptable? Doesn't, it doesn't make me angry, but I wish instead of this resistance and this I'm on the left and you're on the right, we get in the room and try to solve it. Yeah. Uh, when I went overseas and fought with Marines and I fought next to uh, uh, my soldiers, Army, Air Force, I, I fought with Muslims, I fought with Afghans and Iraqis, I fought with Christians. I, I, I didn't take a shortcut for the white guy or for the black guy. It was the it was the coalition.
0: It wasn't just right. America. So this Navy Seal guy. at least says some decent stuff he acknowledges that she's from a different country and sees things through a different lens and different perspective that's valuable the fact that he can acknowledge that is positive he also says you know she's from here I'm from here we're both Americans that is also thank you for saying that sir that's actually true thanks for just flat-out saying that appreciate it it should be obvious but sometimes the obvious stuff just needs to be said so it resonates with people and then he kind of gets uh the point that omar consistently tries to make when a travesty is done by a certain certain person certain type of person the group doesn't get scapegoated but then when that same tragedy is done or similar tragedy is done by another type of person how they look their religion different the whole group of people that look the same way same color etc or have the same religion are often scapegoated as a group he kind of acknowledges that that's what she's saying he doesn't flesh it out but You can tell that he acknowledges that and gets it. But ultimately he goes on and says some crazy shit at the end, which is like, every um, school in America should show footage of the 9-11 attacks after or before saying the Pledge of Allegiance each morning. Because we need to remember, because this is real and we're in a war.
4: And they say, well, we shouldn't, it triggers people. You know what? We should be forced to watch 90 seconds of that a day after we say the Pledge of
0: Allegiance every single morning. Because this is real. And guess what? They haven't forgotten about us. Jesus Christ, man. Like I just got done praising you for your for your sensibilities and then and then you end the segment like that. Wow. Don't be a fearmonger, man. Let's dig in a little bit more to some more things that Omar has said here more recently. Because it's the same sentiments. It's the same type of sentiments that she's made in these prior two episodes.
3: Something that I, I get criticized for all the time. It's not what you think, so don't like <laughs> Don't gasp. Um <laughs> It is that like, I, I am anti-American because I, I criticize the, the United States. And I, I I believe, as an immigrant, I probably love this country more than anyone that is naturally born. And because I am ashamed of it continuing to live in its the hypo, its hypocrisy, that I work so hard to make sure that others who've had um, that like why, just be American, why don't you be more like an American, can continue to say that. Why can't you be more like an American? Because it, it used to be a very positive thing. Um, we export American exceptionalism, the great America, the land of liberty and justice. That is, you know, if you ask anybody in uh, walking on the side of the street, somewhere in the middle of the world, they will tell you America the great but we don't live those values here. Um, And so that hypocrisy is one that I'm bothered by. I want America the Great to be America the Great.
0: I think that's a pretty silly statement to make, saying that you love the country more than everyone else. That's just an arrogant statement to make. It's not gonna land well, no matter who says it. People are gonna be offended by that for all kinds of different reasons. And it's just dumb to say. But um, one of the points that she's making is that if she criticizes America, policy, She's somehow anti-American. That's a valid point and a good point. People should be making it more because that's absolutely false. And it's always false. We should be criticizing bad policy. It doesn't make us anti-American to criticize bad policy. It makes us pro-American to criticize bad policy. Because why are we criticizing bad policy? Because we want to see better policy, which will be then a better reflection on America. We're actually advocates for America. And bad policy is warmongering policy. Bad policy is going into countries with elected governments and overthrowing them and dictating basically to the whole swath of humanity in that country that we are now going to rule over you and you're going to bend to our will or we're going to bomb the shit out of you and rape your women and children and kill families and terrorize communities. And that's not what America pronounces before they go in, but a lot of times. That's what ends up happening. A lot of times, it's not Americans that do it, but it's proxy armies, proxy rebels that rise up, other groups that rise up, uh, that, that ultimately fill that vacuum that is left by the regime that's overthrown. And then we're backing that uh, group that's filling the vacuum. So we're funding them and we're supporting them. We may not be physically carrying out the bad stuff that they may be doing, but we're involved and our hands are dirty and we're propping them up. We're paying them in many instances. We're arming them in many instances. And a lot of times we are on the ground. That ties back to us and there's resentment there. There's resentment there and a lot of it is valid. Doesn't mean everything we've ever did is bad, of course not. And if someone wants to make that case, then they're conflating everything and they're they're being unfair. But what's also unfair is to dismiss valid concerns about American empirical behavior when it comes to how we police the world and why we do it and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. Some of it is nice and from the heart. Some of it is not so nice and absolutely not from the heart. Some of it is dark and vicious. Some of it is completely backwards and evil. And again, nuance is necessary. And to say that people that recognize the bad stuff are then anti-American, that is wrong. That is wrong. You're just justifying and excusing all the bad stuff that's happening so you can do more of it for whatever reasons that you need to do it. These are all conversations that we need to have, that we must have. These are all conversations that we have to have. And it is pro-American and actually patriotic to have them and to push the population in the direction of having them. And that's what this channel is even here for. And that's why I'm defending Ilhan Omar, because I see her through all the faults that she may have. None of us are perfect. She may look at me and say, I have all kinds of faults. And I do, but she may see faults that I see as being assets. And we just may disagree on things. Point is, I see her as making the case in this realm, in this scenario, on this topic, in the same way as I would make the case. And I'm supporting that and I don't care what party she's from or what ism she claims, socialism or otherwise. I don't care. Her thoughts are still valid. And then I can turn around and actually uh, criticize socialism because that's a totally different topic. And I can criticize something she may say tomorrow or something that she may have said yesterday about a different topic because that's what we do because we're nuanced creatures and we're genuine and we can have Um, different opinions about different topics and we can agree and we can disagree sometimes multiple times in the same day the problem is when you bring those people in to say you don't have the right to say that and if you say that you are anti-american and you need to get the hell out of here there's a problem with all of that and the element of society that constantly does that they are tyrants and they're cowards and just for record I don't feel like Trump was doing that but I feel like some of his supporters are doing that not everybody not even close to everybody alas we're dealing with individuals but there are some that clearly have that intention and this is the difficulties of all of this this is so this is so difficult that's why this video is gonna be like an hour long when in reality it should be like 10 minutes because there's so much there and I'm trying so hard to convey these perspectives in the best way that I can because I think it is needed it's important to be from a a certain political lane, whatever that means, and still feel like you can have the back of someone from a completely different political lane on whatever topic that we're talking about for whatever reason. And it has nothing to do with color, religion, party, sexuality, or any of that stuff. It just has to do with seeing a genuine attempt to be anti-militaristic, anti-imperialistic, anti anti war and respecting that effort and wanting to contribute to that effort and support other people that have the same goals in mind.
3: Um, we export American exceptionalism, the great America, the land of liberty and justice. That is, you know, if you ask anybody in uh, walking on the side of the street somewhere in the middle of the world, they will tell you America the great. But we don't live those
0: values here. What is she talking about there? She's talking about we don't live those values. When a foreign policy perspective, a lot of times we do not live those values. We don't. We don't live those values when we kill innocent civilians overseas. We don't. We just don't. And we actually end up creating the very terrorists that we are over there to fight. And those terrorists that come down the line a generation or two from now that were created out of Maybe seeing their sister or their mother or their child get, get killed by a bomb, a piece of shrapnel, a sniper, by any number of things that is born out of the war occupation. If you see a family member or your entire family get murdered, it may actually drive you to then want to fight the people that did that or the system that did that or the country that did that. Can you relate? to that person's pain if they saw their entire family get killed by a drone bomb accidentally they live with that for five ten years and then they end up being recruited by this nasty ideologically um piss poor hellish group like al-qaeda or isis or whatever new one comes along or however they rename it in the future these bad actions these immoral actions are actually potentially creating more terrorism. Ultimately, isn't that the point? Because the war on terror is to be a perpetual, never-ending situation. So a case could be made that we're actually doing what the intention was, which is to go there, kill, blunder, pillage, create more terrorists, which then justifies why we're there and then we stay longer. There's been a lot of uh, media around the squad, you and three of your colleagues, and uh, the speaker, Nancy Pelosi. Is there is this media overblown or are there real tensions or are there just differences of opinion that need to be dealt with so we can move on and see how we make the country better.
3: We're there to take the tough votes to uh, make sure that our values are intact in the policies that we push for. We have a responsibility to take a vote on behalf of the constituents that send us to Washington. We wanted to make sure that we abolish ICE, that no child deserves to be in detention, that we understand that this manufactured crisis came from policies of metering, of family separation, of stay in Mexico, this is what this administration and its ideology has produced also generations of not attending um, to uh, a foreign policy that is just in regards to northern triangle has created this mass migration that we are dealing with today and so i want to make sure that leaders the leadership of the democratic party is spending most of their energy all of their energy in trying to make sure that we are resisting the detrimental policies that are coming from this administration and that we are insisting on leading this nation to the betterment.
0: In this clip with Al Sharpton, she again brings up our foreign policy. And in this way says that it plays a role in why people are fleeing other countries and coming here. Because we're over there meddling and propping up Dictators and they're living under oppression and they're fleeing oppression and they're fleeing areas where the US is meddling, and this has gone on for years, if not decades. And if only Republicans could think about that and say, Well, hmm, if I don't want all these, uh, immigrants coming over here which i don't think republicans are against immigrants even though that's the talking point blah 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 i don't think the vast majority of republicans have anything against immigrants at all they just want they want rules put in place and processes to be followed they do not want open borders and democrats will say well i don't want borders either well everything you do promotes open borders and they're never asked they're never asked point blank do you want open borders yes or no someone needs to do that Someone needs to pen them down and ask that question. That should be a question for the next debate stage. Will that happen? No.
3: Also generations of not attending um, to uh, a foreign policy that is just in regards to Northern Triangle has created this mass migration that we are dealing with today. And so I want to make sure that leaders, the leadership of the Democratic Party is suspending most of their energy all of their energy in trying to make sure that we are resisting the detrimental policies that are coming from this administration and that we are insisting on leading this nation to the betterment. They
0: are fleeing oppressive rulers in countries that have been pillaged by many things, oftentimes which track back to bad foreign, US foreign policy. I, and I hope you will support anybody, anybody's efforts to get the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, to be against detrimental policies that push more war. It shouldn't be about what your party's doing. It should just be about opposing war. And if someone from a different party opposes war, you should, being that you oppose war, you should support their effort to oppose war because you both want the same thing. Resist, 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 it's been a big word that's always thrown out there. Well, how about we resist the temptation to divide and conquer all the time or be tribal or divide against and amongst ourselves and against ourselves. We're only doing the systems dirty work when we do that. And I wish Ilhan Omar would take that advice more consistently as well in regards to how she behaves on a whole different plethora of issues. Because, yeah, I'm supporting her here, and this video is basically all about her. But there's many other areas where she goes and talks about any different number of things, then turns around and uses the tactic of divide and conquer to tribalize, to further inflame that tribal nature and divide people amongst themselves and against themselves. I'm our criticizer as well, and I'm allowed to do both, and both directions are valid. And it doesn't make me uh, an Ilhan shill or an Ilhan hater. It makes me neither. And if you want to say I'm one or the other, you're just not listening. You're just not listening.
2: They're free to leave if
0: they want. And if they want to leave, that's
2: fine. And if
0: they want to stay, that's fine. Now back to Trump. What he just said there is not controversial. It's really not. It's being made into this controversial thing because there's all this extra stuff that's added and piled on top of it. But the words that he just spoke right there is not very controversial at all. They can leave if they want. And if they want to leave, that's fine. If they want to stay, that's fine. That's not that controversial, guys. Now as I try to unpack what Omar is implying and what she's meaning, I'm also extend that same energy to Trump as well. You're not going to get just this bash session of one or the other. I'm gonna to try to extend that decency to both Omar and Trump. The media is taking it and projecting it certain ways, and certain elected officials are taking it. And even Omar herself is taking it in that group, the squad. They're taking it and projecting it how they want it projected. And some of that's valid, and some of that is completely over the top disingenuous. And it's on you to figure out what is what and to see through certain things.
2: And politicians can't be afraid to take them on. It's A politician sorry. that hears somebody where we're at war with Al Qaeda and see somebody talking about how great Al-Qaeda is. Pick out her statement. That was Omar.
0: How great Al-Qaeda is. Again, I know i said this four or five times. She never said ever, not once, that Al-Qaeda was great. Never, never has Ilhan Omar said that. And that is just a disgusting, outrageous, outrageous lie from Donald Trump. It's a flat out lie.
2: These are people that hate our country. But but Hey, John. They hate our country. Right. They hate it, I think, with a passion. Okay. Now, it's possible I'm wrong, the voter will decide.
0: I just think that's a really nasty thing to say. That's a really nasty thing to say that, that, that they hate our country. Because it's their country too, by the way. So they hate their country. They hate America. That's a very flippant statement. As flippant as when they say that you're just a KKK member. When they say that you're a white supremacist or a racist or, you know, have a hood costume that you walk down the street in. All those disingenuous, nasty, just bad intentioned, dishonest statements are no different than the bad intentioned, dishonest statement that Trump just made about them. And this is the cycle. This is the cycle. Everybody involved seems to be doing the same things that they dislike, but they do them to the people that they dislike. And then they think it's justified because those people are disliked. But it can't come back on them because they believe that they themselves are good and so they don't deserve it. But the people that they perceive as being bad do deserve it. And so they're allowed to do those bad things to the bad people. The only way to end this cycle is to say, I don't want this done to me. And so I'm not going to do it to somebody else, even if I disagree with them. Why? Because it's wrong and it's a lie. Somebody needs to stop the hyperbolic attacks that are solely meant to tear down someone's character to the fucking nubs in the most vicious way possible. You are essentially aiming to kill them. Not physically, but you're aiming to kill their existence, their digital selves, their digital trace, their reputation in a digital world, their reputation in the physical real world. When you do these things, you are literally aiming to assassinate their character and that is wrong. And until someone realizes that that type of shit is just wrong and they refuse to do it, the cycle is going to continue and continue and continue. And as I just pointed out, Trump's doing it to them as well, as they do it to him constantly. Not just these four, but the majority of the Democrats do it to Trump constantly. So many Republicans do it right back to the Democrats. And it's just a cycle. And it's just a cycle. And both sides think they're above the fray. And neither are above the fray because they're both using the same tactics against each other because they think they're justified, because they think the other side is worse beneath them, more evil than them. So they think it's justified. We got news for you. If you're doing evil things to evil people, you're still doing evil things. At some point, at some point, at some point, you just need to disconnect from all the BS and just say, you know what? As for me, I'm just not gonna do blatantly dishonest, nasty, and evil things. I'm just not gonna do them. I'm just not going to disparage someone's character just because I disagree with them. I'm just not gonna do that. Because ultimately, the blowback from that consistently happening, this ultimately is gonna make you look bad if you're consistently acting in bad faith, even though you think you're at the moral high ground, you're still being nasty, and people are gonna eventually see it. And there's gonna be evidence of it because we live in a digital world, and the evidence is gonna be everywhere. And this is the hole you're digging for yourself. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case you have somebody
2: that comes from Somalia, which is a failed government, a failed state, who left Somalia, who ultimately came here, and now is a Congresswoman who's never happy, says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews, hates Jews. It's very simple. When I hear the anti-Semitic language they use, when I hear the hatred they have for Israel and the love they have for enemies like Al-Qaeda,
0: then you know what, I will tell you. And again, here, here Trump is again, making, making just outrageous statements saying, they hate israel they hate jews no they don't they may disagree with israeli government policy they may disagree with zionist policy zionism is an ideology it's not it's not hating an entire people it's not hating an entire country full of all those people in that country where is the nuance never have these people omar or any other girls Never have they said they hate Jews. What the fuck is he talking about? What are you talking about, Trump? This is just as bad as when they talk all that nonsense about you and conflate and add on and pile on and make shit up. You're doing the same thing to them. Just stop. I do
2: not believe this is good for the Democrat party. Certainly it's not the party that I've known over the
0: years. And what you're doing right now by making shit up is not good for the Republican party. The next day, here's, here's Trump again talking about the issue. I'm unhappy with the fact
2: That a congresswoman can hate our country. I'm unhappy with the fact that a congresswoman can say anti-Semitic things. I'm unhappy with the fact that a congresswoman, in this case a different congresswoman, can call our country and our people
0: garbage. Just made up stuff. Basically saying that Omar hates the country. She doesn't. She's never said she hates America. She's never said that. Where do you get off saying that Omar's called the country garbage and the people that live in it garbage? Like she's never said that. She's never said that. What are you talking about?
2: That stadium was packed. It was a record crowd and I could have filled it 10 times, as you know.
0: (laughs) He just always has to add on this brag at the end of whatever kind of stupid statement that he makes. In closing, This video has been long, but I've really, my intent was pure in that I want to support people that are anti-imperialistic and that stand for trying to strive for peace and trying to change our oppressive, expansive, perpetual foreign policy. It is my opinion that Ilhan Omar has shown in numerous instances that she wants to do just that and she's made valuable contributions intellectually to why this is necessary and she's made observations that are absolutely key and she's been taken out of context she's had her character attacked and of course she's done all those things to other people i'm not saying she hasn't in this video my attempt is to show that she's being treated unfairly here repeatedly and the point the ultimate point that she's trying to consistently make is an anti-war sentiment that she's trying to put out into the universe does that mean that i agree with everything she fucking says no and no but i will support her in her efforts to change our crazy ass foreign policy that is just based on deception and force It's based on force, and it grandstands, and it thinks it's pure, and it thinks it is above the fray and just perfect in this binary um, reality that's just black and white, and we are just the good guys, and there's just no gray area, and it's just not reality, it's not, and it's going to take people with courage to stand up and have these conversations. And bring about these dialogues that are gonna hopefully quickly get some of this stuff changed but even if it's incrementally at least the point is ultimately it gets changed I don't know how fast or slow it's gonna get changed but what I see in Ilhan Omar in many of these situations is that she is trying she's trying in her own way to bring these things up to make people think about these things and give people things valuable things to think about are some people that 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 were gravitated towards this channel for some reason gonna be pissed off that I am Uh, Basically defending Ilhan Omar. Absolutely. I am sure. I'm absolutely sure that that's going to happen Are some people going to overlook everything that I said and just like the fact that I'm defending Ilhan Omar and they both may be Democrats? Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's also going to happen. I don't care What party they're a part of and I don't care what they said on any other issue On this issue on foreign policy that person's correct And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say that they're correct and I'm not going to fear the blowback from other people that may ideologically agree with me in another area but are pissed off that I think this about this person in that area. I don't care. and I wish more of these elected officials wouldn't care about low IQ reaction because so many of them, so many of them chart out their behaviors based on how it's going to land and how the public are going to react to it. And then it, it ends up molding them, not based around what they actually think but based around how they're gonna be perceived. And then they become this entire new monster, and then everything is just out of whack, and then it's out of whack again, and then it's out of whack again, and it's like days and weeks and months go by, and then you're just so out of whack that you don't even know who you actually were when you started. You wanna know what Ilhan Omar can bring to the table and what she has in the past brought to the table? Just watch how she grilled Elliot Abrams during the attempt at overthrowing Venezuela during the American attempt, false flag-driven attempt at overthrowing Venezuela. She confronted and gave no quarter to war criminal Elliot Abrams. That's something I can get behind, and I'll leave you with that.
3: I fail to understand uh, why members of this committee or the American people should find any testimony that you give uh, today to be truthful. If I can respond to that. It wasn't a question. It wasn't a question. On Febr- that was, was, was not that was not attack, a question. I would, I would on attack, Febr- that was, not, was, was attack, not that was attack, not a question. Would, that was can, the, I. Look, I reserve first, the right I'm, to my time.
1: It is not. It is not right. That, that was not, not a question. The can attack on
3: February witness, 8th.
1: Who is not permitted to reply?
3: That that was not a question. Thank you for your participation. On February 8th, <laughs> on February 8th 1982, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about U.S. policy in El Salvador. In that hearing, you dismissed as communist propaganda report about the massacre of El Mozote, in which more than 800 civilians, including children as young as two years old, were brutally murdered by U.S.-trained troops. During that massacre, some of those troops bragged about raping a 12-year-old girl before they killed them, girls before they killed them. You later said, that the U.S. policy in El Salvador was a fabulous achievement. Yes or no, do you still think so?
1: From the day that President Duarte was elected in a free election to this day, El Salvador has been a democracy. That's a fabulous achievement.
3: Yes or no, do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement? that happened under our watch?
1: That is a ridiculous question and I Yes or
3: no. No. I I will take take that as a yes. I
1: am not going to respond to that kind of personal attack which is not a question.
3: Yes or no, would you support an armed faction within Venezuela that engages in war crimes, crimes against humanity or genocide if you believe they were serving U.S. interests as you did in Guatemala, El Salvador and Nicaragua?
1: I'm not going to respond to that question, I'm sorry. I don't think this entire line of questioning is meant to be real questions and so I will not
3: reply. Whether you, under your watch a genocide will take place and you will look the other way because American interests were being upheld is a fair question because the American people want to know that anytime we engage a country that we think about what our actions could be and how we believe our values are being furthered. That is my question. Will you make sure that human rights are not violated? The
1: entire thrust of American policy in Venezuela is to support the Venezuelan people's effort to restore democracy to their country. That's our policy.
3: I don't think anybody disputes that. The question I had for you is that the interest, does the interest of the United States include protecting human rights and include protecting people against genocide?
1: That is always the position of the United States.
3: Thank you. I yield back my time.